guys and welcome to Happy Single Mums, a podcast surrounding real single mummy life. So, here's your host, me, Khalifa. Hello guys and welcome to the Happy Single Mums podcast. I'm your host, Khalifa. Today we have a magnificent lady called Susie Wheeler. She is a relationship expert and I feel like in this day and age that we have like the internet and social media we need sound advice and I love the fact that on your Instagram page you say um, are you like done with self-sabotage because ultimately we talk about crappy relationships all the time but then we don't actually touch upon the fact that we ourselves can enter into a healthy relationship and then self-sabotage that and I think it's something that we need to address more because we're just so used to hearing about these crappy relationships but we don't actually put that mirror up to ourselves are you ready for love do you know what a healthy relationship looks like do you know what you are worth and if you're not happy in your single singlehood how can you be happy in a relationship so I loved yeah the fact that you even say that are you ready to make a relationship your with yourself your first priority we need to enjoy the relationship we have we have with ourselves because we are going to be our longest relationship if we think about it in life <laughs> so yeah please, please tell the audience a bit about yourself your page you the fact that you're a relationship expert <laughs> awesome yes well so so one of the things that uh kept happening to me Khalifa I was I am a recovering alcoholic I've been sober 11 years um yeah in a 12-step program and I absolutely love it and you know I uh I kind of wear that like a loose garment now there's a whole lot more that goes into my sobriety at this point 11 years down the road but then what I understood was even after I got sober I was still very very comfortable with horrible behavior from other people and really I couldn't necessarily see myself in that either I couldn't understand like how what was playing a part in that Mm -hmm. and so I love manifestation I love I love spirituality you know it's 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 that's that's really the the basis of a sober life, you know, when you've all you've ever known is kind of lie, cheat, steal, hustle, try just to just to be obsessed with changing your state. Then when you move into sobriety, then spirituality, you know, there has to be a divine um, intervention. So then once I understood my brain, and that my those neural pathways, the energy in my brain flowed one way, and so when it would find it's kind of like a like a uh, like an antenna think of it so when it would find that somebody that was uh maybe a little arrogant a little selfish uh they kept me at bay they were um judgmental then my my brain and my energy went oh yes that's familiar and you'll say things like, ooh, yeah, this feels right, when really it doesn't feel right, it feels familiar. Mm. And that's what uh, they say misery loves company, trauma loves company. Mm. Trauma loves to stay right where it is. It does not want 
to move forward. So that's what I really address with women and help them to, that's what Unbreak Your Heart, that masterclass that you were mentioning is all about is let's trace this back, you know? And so once you understand how your brain processes, then, you know, I take, I take uh, women through steps and say, hold on, let's start unraveling that. You're not your thoughts. You're not your brain. You are the conscious being having those thoughts and you have a brain. Mm. So that's my process. I had to get into the brain science of it because I couldn't any other way I kept. It was like, you know, I would know that if I walked down that same road, that the hole was there, but it's like, I didn't even care to um, move around the hole mm. like I went down the road jumped right in the hole every time <laughs> you know so you've touched upon the fact that you had to come to a place whereby you 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 identify that you are kind of picking the same kind of people but what about because I've seen it in, even in my own relationships that I have picked the same kind of person but ideally it's about getting to the point that, for example, you said that you've, you've done the 12 step program. So I think that, that within itself opens your eyes to your own, the ways in which you, you're thinking and why, and it draws back as like an onion. You're revealing different layers of yourself as to why you're you going to alcohol or drugs or sex to try and mask the pain that might've been created in childhood or a relationship breakdown or anything like that. But you've come to that realization but I find that sometimes so what advice would you have for somebody who's too afraid to un un to to open up those layers because it's kind of painful absolutely well so because I could not have jumped into all of this deeper work right in the beginning uh literally I have people form like one habit like because our our life is our habits our our life is our habits if you have if we have you know like i i i used to have the habit of um talking about like commiserating about like oh my god it's so hard being a single mom and wow this is hey what are you, is it hard for you and if they were like it's hard for you i'd be like oh yeah let's bond let's get in that and then now um, so I just help people create one habit. Literally, I have them create a habit of like making their bed, setting an alarm clock and starting, starting to, if they already make their bed, there's something else, you know, starting to just feel and understand, have them watch themselves, watch their brain kick in. And they're like 30 days. They're like, oh my gosh. I made my bed. I didn't even think about it. I'm like, okay, now let's go a little bit deeper, you know? And so I take them layer by layer so that it's not because what happens is when you, when the brain feels you getting ready to break a pattern, you go into what's called disintegration anxiety. It's like, oh my God, you could die if you don't text him incessantly. You've always done that. What is wrong with you? Are you crazy? You know, you know, yeah. And so you have to be like, oh, I let them, I, I let my clients know, like, it's coming. Mm. And then, you know, when that happens, you just text me and you're like, oh my God, my brain's telling me the thing. It's telling, like, like, 
Like it's telling me to obsess. Yeah. So I start people really, really like, like simple things that have nothing to do with their relationships, mostly that have this to do with their relationships with themselves. Yeah, it's kind of like the fight, fight and flight mode. And yeah, I think that ultimately we do get used to certain toxic relationships, but the most toxic relationship, like we've just touched upon is I want is the ones with ourselves. We need to identify Mm. what our worth is. But I do want to ask you, how can you know your worth if all you have seen is toxic relationships if you aren't able to identify what a healthy relationship looks like how can you pursue something you've never seen so you know we we don't necessarily attract what we want we attract who we are okay yeah so if you have, if there's that subconscious identity that is on autopilot, like I can drive a car, I have the ability to drive a car. I I identify as a person with a driver's license, I can drive a car, you can ask me, you know, I, I would never be like, oh man, let me really think about this, you know, I'm just, I'm just on it, I get in, the key's in, I've got the podcast going, I'm looking at my email, I'm looking at the road, I'm watching everything going, um, and that's my, sub, you know, that's in my identity, mm-hmm. so what you have to do is you have to decide who do I who is it that I want to be in relationship you know how do I want to be do I want to be trustworthy do I want to have good boundaries do I want to be a person who is um communicates openly do I want to be vulnerable do uh do I want to be um you know fun, naughty, responsible, all this stuff. Like, who do I want to be? And then you start forming the habits to be that person. Yeah. You know, and that has nothing, like I said, that has nothing to do with outside relationships. And then once you start forming those habits of being, because one thing about um, if you have, if you don't have good boundaries, you're not, you don't, you wouldn't think it, but for people that don't have good boundaries, I used to be the biggest doormat in the world, mm. which meant I was untrustworthy. Wow. See, I was untrustworthy because I would, I would just tell you something was okay and it wasn't okay. And then I would just be, get resentful and talk about you behind your back. And they're like, what's wrong with Susie? She said it was okay. Mm. Like you, you don't know who you're getting when you talk with her. Yeah. And so I start with those kind of fundamental principles, like who do you want to be? And let's, let's yeah. understand what those, what those values are that drive a person who has good boundaries. Yeah, that's brilliant. So Susie, let's touch a bit about your single mommy journey. How have you found it? And how did you navigate dating during, yeah, your single motherhood? So I became a single mom in 2004. And um, I, I was still drinking at the time. And I um, immediately, I wanted to, first of all, when I found out my ex-husband wasn't coming back, um, I, I literally, I 
and this was it's the it's the when I think about it now I'm like holy moly what was I thinking how how I, I won't I wouldn't even know that brain now like I just thought okay here's what I'm gonna do I'm gonna get perfect I'll never let anybody see any imperfections I'll be perfect I'll be a perfect mom I'll have a perfect body I'll be really smart I'll do really good at my job I'll have perfect money I'll have perfect finances and then I'll be somebody's wife again. It's so simple. It's so simple. I literally drove myself insane for um, 2004 and then I got sober in 2011. And then that started the process of like, okay, whoa, perfection is shame. That's what perfection is. Perfection, shame. And uh, so I dated. I had several relationships, but I was still attracting. I, I, I didn't change my identity. Mm. I had the identity of a sober person, but I still had the identity of a woman who, um, I'll, I'll tell you my backstory. I grew up, my parents were divorced. Everybody in my family was divorced. I adored my uncles. I had four uncles and they all had wives and girlfriends. Wow. They were, oh yeah. They were the men about town yeah. and oh yeah, they got around. And so what that imprinted on me is that men cheat. But and they were all very charismatic. So if you get a charismatic man and they're very romantic and 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 fun and and exciting, they cheat. So so that was my I didn't even know that was running in my programming. So I kept going after that very same type of man. And then I met a man I, I had known him for a long time in recovery and we were going to be married and he was lovely. And he died by suicide six months after we oh, were together. I'm so sorry. Me too. But Khalifa, here's what happened. I was like, that, you know, Matt really freed me from, I said, okay, there's something more than, uh, like, I, if I don't stop um, attracting toxic relationships, I, this will be really scary for me. Yeah. You know, and so that's when I began in 2017, understanding the brain science, understanding self-worth. I started doing small things, small habits, like um, looking at my bank account every day. How does it feel to be a person who is responsible? How is that? Does, and then I understood, then I began to, um, that shifted in me, that, in, that, that self-worth, because on a, an intellectual level, I knew and I'll tell uh, your listeners, you know, the second you want something, your dues are paid, you're worthy. Mm. You know, that's it. When you're born, all the, the things you want, you're worthy. Now, if you wanted to be something like, you know, a physician or a physical therapist or something like that, you may not be eligible, but you're certainly worthy. Yeah. Immediately, the second the desire hits your, hits your soul, worthy. Mm. So that's what I had to start embodying. So I did things that were, that made me feel calm and at ease. And I, 
free and um, I began to train my body more and I began to eat healthier. I began to show up more for my kids. Um, and I created that identity of someone that has healthy relationships and is okay asking the questions. Hey, do you like monogamy? How long have you been monogamous? Have you always liked monogamy? Has there ever been any time that you haven't liked monogamy? <laughs> <laughs> and then I practiced not judging when I got a different answer than I wanted. Wow. I was like, that's fascinating. Tell me about that. And I was able to see them as worthy too, just not compatible. Yeah, I love that you said that because I feel like at sometimes as women we ask certain questions, but then we're not particularly ready for the answers. Or sometimes we know the answers, but we pretend that we're not ready for the answers. Because I have certain women that reach out to me and they say to me, "I feel like my spouse is cheating on me," but I would say to them, "What's your heart telling you?" Well, I don't know, but in actual fact, you know, <laughs> you know, right? And the greatest, the best thing to do is to, to ask yeah. and ask them, ask, you know, what needs of yours aren't getting met. Yeah. But then that's, you know? a, that, that's a difficult thing as well, because ultimately I feel like you cannot, well, in my own personal opinion, I don't feel like you can completely fulfill someone else's needs. I think that you have to be happy within yourself as a single person and the other person can come and compliment you because, and that's why I feel like a lot of people are stepping out in their relationships because it's kind of like, I'm not happy right now. Well, I'm not here to make you happy. We're here to compliment each other. I water your plant, you water my plant. As a single mother, as raising my child, there are certain times that he has to do certain things like go to bed at a particular time and he's not happy with me because I'm putting certain rules and regulations in place. That's how relationships are. You're not always going to be happy with your parent, but it's for, it's for the better good of your relationship because ultimately if trust is gone and if trust is broken, it is the hardest thing to get back. And res yeah. if respect is gone, especially us as women, I think that there has to be a level of respect you have for your partner. And as soon as that relationship is dissolved, or as soon as that relate that respect is gone, uh, it's hard for a man to get it back. And men want to be reverence kind of thing. They want to have kind they want their women to respect them. And you know, that's why they're going out because the the girl from Walmart is respecting them. <laughs> so that's why yeah. they're, they're going out to see someone that actually is respecting them. But ultimately at some point the girl in Walmart is going to feel the same way as your wife at home it's give her yes. give her five years give her six yes. years give her seven years it's going to be the exact same thing that you're running away from you're running right into its arms yeah well the here's what I think about that is one of the reasons I think there's so much divorce is because we don't know ourselves and we don't put those parameters up in the beginning. Like, right, like now I know, you know, I had a great relationship that I just got out of and it ended beautifully last year. He was lovely. Oh my goodness. The, the, so much fun, so much laughter. But when it came time for, we had seen each other for three years and it came time, I was just like, so, where what what's next 
what's next? He was just like, oh my God, I think we should like, uh, he was saying something like some next vacation. And I was like, oh no, like I'm talking like, I want to, um, I, I want to be married, not as a religious contract, as like a property contract. <laughs> like I want, you know, like, no, I want to, I want to merge our assets, our families. And he was like, oh, wow, that's, I want, I like it the way it is. I was just like, oh, I totally respect that. And we're going to start the process of, of splitting. He was like, are you insane? I was like, absolutely not. And I loved him dearly. And there was some grieving and there was some tears, but I, I came to a place inside myself that I understood, I know exactly what I want. I know what my absolute deal breakers are. Mm. And I, I'm willing to work through everything, but those, yeah. you know, you gotta be, you gotta have a great relationship with my kids. If you cheat, I don't care if you don't feel respected, you gotta go. <laughs> and I'm 54 years old. I'm not going to be your girlfriend for very long. Mm. I'm, you know, I'm going to, you know, I'm, I'm, I want to, I want to expand my family. Yeah. So what helpful tools then could you give to someone listening that's actually gone through a, a breakup right now, even though you've like just mentioned what, what you've been through, um, yeah. but it's kind of like the deal breakers were there for you, you know, what you want I've always said to women as well like nobody gets into an uber without knowing a destination so you can't tell me that in a relationship we don't know where we're going you know like we have to be going somewhere you know so what advice do you have to women that are there at the end of the relationship it might have been the, the guy or themselves but just to get over heartbreak and the sense of loss because as women I feel like we we're like the we're like the script writers, the directors, the actress, and you know the the the, pro, the protagonist as well in the movie. You know we, yeah. we the beginning to the end, we see it through, and men are like, uh, am I on now? <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, well, and that's Khalifa. That's the reason that men are attracted to us because see, we can we have access to things they cannot access yeah we have access to something deeper inside of ourselves and we don't need anybody to to be around to feel it you know like we have it uh and when they see us just openly feeling without an agenda oh it's it's you know it's magnetic yeah but so if if somebody is going through heartbreak right now and I guarantee it's not the first one. Uh, you know, it wasn't for me. And so it has to be a point where it's like, what are you going to be committed to? Are you going to double down on this pattern? Or are you going to commit to learning a new way to operate and all you have to change is everything. I wish I could say it differently. <laughs> I, I, I do. I wish I could say like, oh yeah, it's no big deal. No, no. If, if you do not um, release some of that and start forming better habits and have better boundaries and be able to say and to, 
to even though be scared to death to be rejected and still look at somebody, I don't care if tears are running down your face and say, no, yeah. no, you know, because if you're not, if you're ready to stop rejecting yourself, because that's what you're doing. That's what people, that's what I was doing for years and years. I thought I was being abandoned. I was abandoning me. You know, I was the one abandoning me. So that's what I tell people if they come to, you know, work with me in my space and several different things I offer. I'm like, yeah, if you're ready to commit to doing things differently, yeah. like for real, if you're ready to commit and it's, it, it, it's not easy in the beginning. Yeah. It feels like, uh, it, you know, it, it feels kind of nuts, yeah. especially when you're so used to these patterns. Mm. And I liked what you said about if you can, you've, you've already gotten over one breakup. Everyone's had a particular breakup and you thought you were going to die. Even if you were 16 or 24, oh, I'm going to die. Can't I live, can't live without this person. And you yes. have to get over it. So ultimately we should be able to, to get over something else. But I think that the way in which God has created our brains is that we picture and that's why I feel like a lot of women stay in toxic relationships as well because they picture this magnificent man that you could be more than who you are right now or this is not how you were at the beginning of the relationship or this is not how I pictured it so then we have this picture in our minds and we're fighting against this picture but the reality is completely something else it's a horror story you know so yeah we just need to yeah change our ways yeah. Well, and you know, uh, one of the things that I, I, I didn't realize that I could actually desire what I desired because I'll have women that say, well, I mean, like, I don't want somebody like that's just got everything. I'm like, why? Like, what do you mean? Um, and they're like, well, that's, you know, because, because I, I, work with women who are usually they've settled for less for themselves and so that um that um equally yoked type mm -hmm. thought process it's like actually you know what it's great to figure out somebody that can mirror to you what was what's been missing like if you grew up um in a home that was um not incredibly abundant or like your father was always screaming and yelling or your mom was overbearing wouldn't it be great to have somebody near to you complete and utter support like if you walked in and said hey check it out i'm gonna go out into main street and i'm gonna do a headstand and a couple other yoga practices and they would be like that sounds interesting, but you know what? I'm behind you hundred percent. Let's do it. Mm -hmm. Like, like if you need, like I always, when I'm dating, I look for someone who came and it, that's not in my age group. It's a little difficult, but I try to attract that. Yeah. Um, I want somebody who their parents were always married so they can mirror to me that longevity, that steadfastness. Mm. I want that. You know, it's like, oh, wow, that's really, that's it's so attractive to me. Very attractive. But then that goes back to the, the self-sabotage um, aspect of your platform and the fact that there are times where by women, we self-sabotage and we want to kind of be that 
emotional project manager but if we use that energy that we're trying to use on Pookie to try and fix him and fix his life and fix his broken you know consciousness if we put that energy on on ourselves it would be it would be magnificent it would just be yeah. so wonderful if a man could and the thing is ultimately I find, I find that when women know themselves they and they know their value men are just so attracted to that they are yes. so attracted to that and I've shared this story before about a particular lady she was going out on a date and she told the guy to meet her to come to her house at nine o'clock um he was 15 minutes late and he didn't text or call her to let her know or inform her that he was going to be late when he came to her door she said I'm not going out and he said what she was like nope my time is very valuable I am not leaving my house he was in so much shock he kept on calling her afterwards and stuff. Long story short, she decided to give him another chance. He was there half an hour early. <laughs> so, so I just feel like there are, there are times whereby we as women, we need to realize that, look, there's a thousand of them. There's only one of you. Do not let one, yes. do not let one person who has broken your heart affect the magnificent love that God has for you out there. There is love. <sighs> There is app, there is love, but we just have to identify it. I want to talk about your identity project as well, actually. So let's, what is that about? So creating that identity of what you, what you want, that subconscious identity. And I, I was creating a program that is on the back because now I am, I have put it into a, um, a course called the self trust academy because what we what what i was lacking and then i understood is i didn't have any integrity that's i didn't have a great self-concept i would say things like "Ooh, i want to build my business but i wouldn't follow through hey i want to i want to get in shape but i wouldn't follow through you know i'm not going to take it anymore i always took it again so really subconsciously i was like when somebody would say something, I would just start shrinking because I was like, I knew I was full of it. I wasn't really going to, you know, I wasn't going to follow through. I wasn't com- committed to firmly to my values. So then when I understood, when I began this, the, it, it was little tiny steps that I learned to trust myself. I would just say things like, um, today I'm going to do this, this, and this, I committed to it. And then I committed to it the next day. And then before you know it, I was doing that every day. And then I expanded on that. And then I, you know, when people would ask me something, I was like, oh yeah, I, I, I didn't even realize the shift. I was like, oh yeah, I do what I say I'm going to do. And so I was writing this the whole time and journaling it. And then I was like, Oh, that would be nice to teach my audience that. That's awesome. So Susie, yeah. that's magnificent. Susie, what advice would you um, give to a single mother listening right now that um, would like relationship advice from you? Or how can they actually find you on social media to get some advice and not to self-sabotage? <laughs> yes, exactly. So follow me on Instagram. I am XO underscore Susie Wheeler, and that's Susie with a Z. Um, and go to my bio and grab my free boundaries course. 
Brilliant. how to make setting firm boundaries a habit. I help you habituate setting boundaries. I wrote scripts for it and everything. And then at the end of that, I talk about the self-trust academy. Yeah. So yeah. So that's how, and I will send that link to you about the boundaries course. And so you can put it in the show notes, oh, but you can follow me on Instagram and it's in my bio. That's amazing, Susie. I want to say thank you so much for coming on the happy single mom podcast. I feel like it's gone really quick. I don't know why, but it's, <laughs> that was a good conversation lovely thank you so much for taking out the time and guys she's actually outside talking to me she's yeah she she's followed through she was gonna do this podcast today and she followed through magnificent I'm, I'm committed you know I'm committed like how often do we go for it or do we get into resignation like yeah. I was like no way man I'm going <laughs> and I, it's very very refreshing and I think ultimately we've survived the pandemic and we're about to survive a whole war so why not yes. follow through why not make be accountable to the things that you you said and yeah that, that you're gonna do I, I love it I absolutely yes. find it refreshing <gasps> thank you oh it's so good to connect thank you for yeah. having me how gracious i i'm so i'm so um i'm humbled thank you oh thank you so much I'm breaking your arms, I lose control when i get